I believe it's Thursday. Welcome to Thursday, Terrific Thursday. And uh, we started out with a minor catastrophe this morning, um, but thankfully my wife, boy, she's, she was on it, man. She's on it. I dropped a whole cup of coffee all over the, the table where the computer is and my iPad and my iPhone. And man, I never knew she could move so fast. And, um, and she uh, cleaned it all up. And, and she's just amazing. So she helped us through a minor catastrophe this morning. Um, but hey, I'm grateful you're with us today and uh, want to begin like we always begin. And that's by telling you how much we love you and how much we care for you. And we're thankful for you and um, grateful for all the messages and, and all the, uh, the texting. And thank you for keeping in touch. Thank you for keeping in touch. A lot of you have been letting me know your testimonies and, and your prayer requests and, and know this. We rejoice with you and we stand with you. And uh, we truly love you and we are grateful for you. We thank you for all you do. And uh, we also thank you for your financial blessings. Without it, we can't, uh, we, we just, we wouldn't be able to continue. And I have some more things that I want to, um, or I feel that the Lord is leading me to in the future and I'm excited about it, and we'll be sharing it as, as time goes on. Um, but but um, I, I had a direction this morning, and that was until the Holy Spirit started uh, taking me in another direction, which basically is the same direction, but a, a, different, a different set of scriptures that just, that just minister to me, that, that just, uh, just fit in real well with, uh, you know, the topic. And of course, you know, the topic is exploring faith, real faith, not faith that we manufacture, faith that springs forth from within. It's faith that is birthed from within when we hear about the Christ, right? Faith cometh by, springs forth by, is birthed by the hearing, not only the hearing of the ear, but the hearing of the heart, the hearing of the inner man hearing about the Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. And then we know from Hebrews chapter 11, verse two, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and completer and finisher of faith. So it's in the hearing, the hearing, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. And not just seeing with our eyes, but seeing with our hearts, seeing Jesus, seeing Christ. So we're, we've been talking about exploring faith and it, it, I, it's, it, we've been on it for four weeks, and it's, it's been a beautiful subject and a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of good revelation and illumination in it. If you're just joining us, go back and listen. It's, it's a great teaching right from the Holy Spirit. So, of course, <clears throat> we're still on point number eight. And point number eight was staying in faith. <coughs> Excuse me. Staying in faith. And I explained how initially I had is easy, is easy when, but no, I, I, I never want to lay a guilt trip, any condemnation or, or the such, because then it's like, oh, it's easy. Well, then why, 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 why aren't I in real faith or God faith? So we turn, we, we turn that into staying in faith gets easier, gets easier when we already know 
and when we stay focused on the answer or the outcome. So, the reason why I'm saying we're going to move in a different direction of scriptures, because I have a lot here, a lot here, but he gave me a new set this morning. And it was about Jesus. You know, it was about looking at Jesus because this is where faith springs forth from. This is where faith is birthed from. So what better place to look at, you know? What better person to meditate on? What a better person to see with our eyes and our heart and to hear what he has to say with our ears and our heart? Because this is what will help us stay in faith. And uh, there's a portion of scripture from 1 John. I know I have it. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 and 15. Listen to what this says. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version of the Bible first. The King James Version first. It says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe, you may believe, listen to this, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us in whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. So this is talking about believing in the name of the Son of God, believing in Jesus, hearing about Jesus, seeing Jesus, believing in Jesus, believing in the Son of God, believing in the name of the Son of God. And when that takes place in our heart, okay, it tells us we have confidence. That's the faith that springs forth from within, the faith that's birthed from within, that we have in Him. And if we ask anything according to His will, he hears us. This is the important thing. According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So here we go. What's his will? This is the million dollar question, you know, which is debated by many a denomination, by many by many uh, professors or by many ministers, you know, uh, um, his will. What is his will? And uh, um, sp specifically for healing, it seems that we're, 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 we're talking about healing. What is his will for healing? And uh, I mean, there are some that believe, as you look at the, old, at the New Testament, you see the miraculous, you know, seem to, seem to disappear and fade away with with uh, the apostles and and that now the Lord wants us to receive healing through the medical profession or through dieting or through nutrition or through you know herbs or or you know um, um, what's um, uh, surgical procedures which has a place I do not want to diminish the place that 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 has okay and so they, and so they promote that. And of course, well, then what happens when people get sick? Well, then they go back to the old cust, 
the old covenant, you know, sickness unto death, sickness, sickness unto chastisement, sickness unto building of character. They come up with all these. What they fail to realize is that we are in the new covenant. We have a covenant. See, see, this is the thing. The covenant has not ended. The covenant has not been altered. The covenant has not changed. The covenant remains in place. We are no longer in the covenant of the law, where if you do, God will do. We are now in the covenant of grace. This is a covenant that God has not broken, will not broke, break, and cannot break. This is what I, I, I can't, well, for, for 35 years, I didn't comprehend this fact, but this is a covenant. God is a covenant-keeping God, and we are of the covenant of grace. The, the, the atoning work of Jesus Christ, the redemption work of Jesus Christ, you know? And, and in, that, in, in that covenant, you know, we have salvation. We have soteria. It's part of our covenant. Healing, protection, deliverance, yeah, um, provision. It's part of the covenant, part of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And the finished works of Jesus Christ have not seen an ending point. And so why do I believe you don't see, as, as Paul continues, you know, the, the miraculous healing um, um, venues and, 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 and situations and that the earlier apostles seen or that Jesus seen? Because I believe as people were introduced to Paul's gospel, the true gospel, where he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, 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 the anointed one in the anointing. For it's the power of God unto salvation. So Paul, everywhere he went, is preaching the true gospel, the true gospel. And with the preaching of the true gospel is the power of God unto salvation. With the preaching of the true gospel is the power of God unto salvation, unto soteria, into healing, unto healing, unto wholeness, unto wellness, unto the whole man. This is why he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The, whole, the old order is passed away. This is why he said, <clears throat> we, we died with Christ, we, we were buried with Christ, when we were raised in newness of life with Christ. This is Paul's gospel. So that when, when, Paul, when Paul preached, when, when people heard, they were transformed. They were made born again. They, were, they, were, they became new creations. They became sozoed and soteriod. The power of Christ, the power of the gospel of Christ, it saved them right from the beginning. So right from the beginning, as they heard the true gospel, it affected every area of their life. So that early church started walking in miraculous. They started walk, walking in the healing because of the power of the message of the gospel. The power of the message of the gospel, for the most part, that has been lost today. Because we've, we, man has altered it, altered it. Man has changed it. Man has made it into, well, it's, it's, it's come to Jesus for your forgiveness of sins. That's not the gospel that Paul preached. That's not the gospel that they received. That's not the soteria and the sozo and the saved that they walked in. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense, Lori? She's with me. She's just as beautiful as ever, but she just wants to only be on Wednesdays and Fridays. So we'll look forward to seeing her tomorrow. So the will, the will of God. <clears throat> well, 
I didn't plan on using this verse, but Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8, I believe it says, Lo, it is written in the volume of the book. This is Jesus. I came to do your will, O Lord. And that was to do away with the old covenant, the old covenant of do it yourself. You do, then God does. And, and to bring in the new covenant. The new covenant that has not been altered, that has not been changed, that should not, never be altered, should never be changed, has not been, has not been put to an end, an, an end by God. We are in this covenant of grace, period. In this covenant of grace, we live, we live by the obedience of Christ, by the perfection of Christ, by the sacrifice and offering of Christ, right? And in that place, we are, we are positioned in Christ by the Father and all the promises, all the promises, promises of what? Promises of healing, promises of financial blessing, promises of, 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 of blessings of childbirth, promises that the storehouses will be filled and the barns will be filled. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is what Paul is talking about. All the promises of God, all the promises of God are yes in Christ and amen in him, period. That's our new covenant. That's the New Testament. So where man comes up with, you know, the miraculous, it's no longer about the miraculous. Now we have the Bible. Now we have the word of God. Now, you know, now we're becoming sure. You know, you know, people who believe that, who preach that, have not received their healing because they don't know about true faith. Manufactured faith versus the true faith that comes from, from within, that's birthed from within, that springs forth from within, from, within, from the hearing, from the rhema, from the rhema word of God. You know? So anyway, his will. We know what his will was. His son received stripes. That was just for then? No, it wasn't. That was for the here, and that was for the now, and that was for tomorrow, and that was forever. You know? By whose stripings, by his bruisings, we received our healing. Period. You know? He became a curse. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, know these scripts. He became a curse to redeem us from the curse of the law of sin and of death. We do not operate in the law of sin and of death anymore. We operate in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's the law that has not been replaced. Ah, I get excited when, you know, the, the truth of God's word. There's so many scriptures that you have to deny, that you have to push away, that you have to push aside. So anyway, and this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, in the, the message translation, and, and for some reason, the Lord has brought me to this translation and, and, and um, for, for certain passages, and, and this is one, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 and 15, and it says this, my purpose in writing is simply this, that you who believe in God's Son will know beyond the shadow of doubt that you have eternal life. You have it, the eternal life right now. That means eternal life is living within you. It's dwelling within you. This eternal life, this life-giving force is living within you. That's resurrection life. That's the life the Apostle Paul talks about. 
being united with Christ, therefore, if you've been united with him in his death, you've been united with him to the resurrection of newness of life. That's eternal life. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is revitalizing your mortal bodies. And so this is that. This is what John is talking about that you have this eternal life, the reality and not the illusion, the reality and not the illusion. That's powerful. And, and how bold and free we then become in his presence, freely asking according to his will, sure that he's listening. And if we're confident that he's listening, we know that what we, we've asked for is as good as ours, period. Now I want to let you know something. I know you listen to a lot of preachers, you listen to a lot of testimonies, and you know, and I'm gonna let you know something. I have been healed of many a thing. But right now, I'm walking through something that uh, the body has just not responded to. And and I'm in this walk with you. And I am keeping my eyes and my heart and my ears and my heart fixed on what Jesus has been showing me, what the Holy Spirit is revealing to me. And, and, waiting for my rhema word, believing with my heart, speaking with my mouth. I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I'm walking this out with you. What I speak, I believe. It comes from the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to manufacture faith. I tried that. It doesn't work. Faith will spring forth from within. Faith will be birthed from within. And when it does, and when it is, I will take it. And until then, I am standing on the promises. I am standing on the word. I am looking at Jesus. And so here, his will, his will, his will. Let's look. These are some of the scriptures that came to my mind this morning. Well, the Holy Spirit brought to me. Okay. Jesus was the revealed will of the Father. You have to know that. So when we're praying, you know, and, and it's the confidence we have if we pray and ask anything according to his will. We know he hears us. Well, Jesus was the revealed will of the Father. So if you want to know what his will, will is, if you want to know what the revealed will of the Father is, just look at Jesus. Here's one will. Here's, here's one revealed will, will. For God so loved the, wor the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <coughs> For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Here's the revealed, the revealed will of God, that the whole world would be saved. And that word saved is sozo. Here's the revealed will of God. No condemnation. Here's the revealed will of God. He loves you. He loves the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Need a drink. My wife has told me, don't get so excited. You get so excited, and that's when you start coughing. Well, it's hard not to get excited when you're talking about this subject. So now look at what Jesus said in chapter 4, 
in verse 34 of John. Jesus said to them, my food, the thing that keeps me alive, the thing that keeps me awake, the thing that gives me energy, the, the thing that brings to me sustenance. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Look at that. What's the will of the Father? Look at Jesus. He healed them all. He did not deny a single one of them. He healed them all. Not only did he heal them all, he fed them all. <laughs> he healed them all. He fed them all. That's amazing. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. The will of the Father? Look at Jesus. Look at what he says in John chapter 5, verse 30. I am able to do nothing from myself. I, can, I cannot do anything independently of my own accord, but only as I am instructed and taught by God, as I get his orders. Even as I hear, <clears throat> I decide as I am bidden to decide, as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right. It's just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. That's from the Amplified. Brings it out. Everything Jesus did was the will of the Father. It's the only thing he could do was the will of the Father. The only, the only people that Jesus had any kind of anger towards, and it wasn't the people, he loved the people, it was the message. It was the message. It was the Pharisees, it was the Sadducees, it was the religious leaders who put undue burdens on the people. In John chapter 6, verse 38, <clears throat> it says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I hope this gives you confidence in knowing what the will of God is. Confidence in knowing when you ask him, he hears you. And the petitions are, are, are yours, they've been met. John chapter 6, verse 29, And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please Him. Everything that Jesus did pleased the Father. The Father was pleased with it. You know what His will is. Stay focused on His will. Stay fixed on His will. Staying in faith becomes becomes easier when we already know and stay focused on the answer or the outcome. I'm going to add one more thing. Or on Jesus. Not or, and on Jesus. Staying in faith is easy or becomes easier. Staying in faith becomes easier when we already know and stay focused on the answer, on the outcome, and on Jesus. 
Jesus had no personal ambitions, no personal ends to achieve. He was simply doing the will of his Father, unveiling the Father until he could say, and this is powerful, you want to know God's will. This is one of the most powerful things that Jesus has said. Right here. I'm going to read this again. Jesus had no personal ambitions, no personal ends to achieve. He was simply doing the will of his Father, unveiling the Father until he could say, He who has seen me has seen the Father. That's beautiful and that's powerful. End of discussion. We know what the will of the Father is because we know what the Son did. We know how the Son pleased the Father. We know how the Son unveiled the Father so much to the point where he was able to say, if you've seen me, now you've seen the Father because all that I have done, all the miraculous, all the miracles, is the will and the heart of the Father. So again, staying in faith becomes easier when we already know and stay focused on the answer, the outcome, and on Jesus. I love you. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. I'm praying for you. I'm standing with you. So is Lori. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Please comment. If you have any questions asked, if you have any testimonies, if you have any prayer requests, let us know. We love you. Walk in your blessings.